this truth tonight, all right? I want to come out of the book of Genesis this uh, morning, Genesis 11, the book of Genesis 11, and we'll look at that along with uh, the Gospels as well. Bible says in verse 11, uh, verse 1 of chapter 11, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there, and they said one to another, Go, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime that they for mortar. And he said, Let us go, uh, let us uh, build, excuse me, us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And the Bible says, lost my place. Let us make a, a name. Let us uh, be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord uh, said, Behold, the people is one. He says, And they have all one language, and they uh, began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. He says, go to, let us go down, and, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 8, it says, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they were left off the, to build the city, and therefore the name of it is called Babylon, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad. Upon the face of the earth. And I, I want to go to uh, Matthew as well. 9. Matthew 9. Verses 36. We'll stop there I believe. He says but. When he saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad. As a sheep. Having no shepherd. As sheep having no shepherd. Let's read it again in verse 36. And when uh, he saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion. On them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. For a little bit today, we want to use this about uh, the gathering back to God. The gathering back to God. Reverend Johnson, help us in prayer, please. Amen. A gathering back to God. A gathering to God. We can't, Today we are together to gather in one accord, to gather together to hear the word of God, to worship God. Come together as one. The Bible says assembling of ourselves together. Naturally, we don't forsake it. We are to come back and uh, unite as one, as a church, as a people, to come and praise God, to glorify God, and to magnify him. And we know that two or three gather in his name while well, he said he's in the midst of them. Amen. And he's in the midst of us this morning as we worship him and praise him. I was at a place yesterday. It was 109,000 people. 109,000 people. I was afforded the opportunity to go uh, to a place. It's called the Big House. The Big House. And it was 
my nephew, he, he was playing the, uh, the football, and, and so uh, we had, he gave us tickets to go to the game, and we were there, and I saw all of these 100,000 people cheering him and, and just gathering together, and we was kind of in, in our minds and said, my, 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 it would be nice again today, one day, amen, to where men and women would gather together to worship God, amen. But I thought about the sea of people, and we may, may go back and read uh, in Revelation how the John saw the sea of nations and how it was like a whole sea of people. And it was see waves and waves of people trickle into that place, waves and waves of people from all walks of life, nationalities and, and, and races and, and backgrounds and uh, shapes and sizes and all these different things gathered into this place uh, as you look at and I thought about how everyone had a story, everyone had a background, everyone had a, 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 a purpose in life was they were created for. And everyone uh, that was gathered there, and even here today and all around the world, God has a plan for your life. Amen. And so uh, we look at this, and I began to just look around, as we said, the people from all over the globe were there. And I thought about the origin of the people, and, and he takes you back to here, Genesis. You begin to have, even have technology today where you can do Ancestry.com. You ever did that before? Ancestry.com. Hey, man, I got a chance to do it. My wife did it first, and, and then we did it later on. And it, it took us back to where uh, mainly for us was majority Africa, Congo region, Nigeria region, and, and on the uh, um, western coast of Africa. And, and there I began to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit of England in me, a little bit of uh, uh, some way over in the Philippines. I don't know how to where I got Philippines in me, but it, somehow the same way it showed up in my genes. And on and on and on, all these different things, a conglomeration of mixture there. And I thought about it, uh, where uh, even a piece of England, a piece of various places in Europe as well. But even saying all of that, you look back over who we are as people, our origin goes back to Adam and Eve, if you think about it. Ultimately, we go back to Adam and Eve, and, and, and ultimately, from that point on, we go back to the dust of the earth. That's where we say ashes to ashes and dust to dust, we will all one day return to. I mean, know that. And so you look back into the origin, and we as people are really, again, uh, uh, in this old flesh and this old body are really nothing Again, compared to uh, what we uh, claim to be many times. Uh, when we look at this, how the, the carnal side, the body side, the natural side, as you look at this, it's really, really just skin deep. You're looking back, and I was scanning over the crowd, and even scanning over you today, it's really just skin deep. We still are people, people that need God, people that need uh, salvation, people that need, uh, again, uh, touch from God, people that depend on God. People that are getting God created. Bible tells us so. Uh, we are made up of a body, soul, and spirit, as we all know. Body, soul, and spirit. The body is the, is the outward shell in which we live. The outward a man and the outward appearance that we all are. Different eye colors, different hair textures, different uh, uh, shapes and sizes. We all uh, uh, can go into them. But also the spiritual and the eternal side, the soul, the spiritual man, that part that connects with God. That part that gets in touch with God, that part that yearns for God. That's the one that we want to address this morning. So mankind for thousands of years, as we open up in Genesis here, was scattered abroad. Scattered abroad uh, from the time of Adam, who had walked in the cool of the day. You go back and read that in Genesis. He had walked with God. He had talked with God. Just as we walk up and down the sidewalk, that's how Adam had a relationship with Almighty God. 
But because of the fall, because of uh, disobedience, Dantre, he lost that connection, that ultimate initial connection. And so uh, his generations and people, uh, his children and children's children were now searching and searching and searching, desiring to find that connection again. And so mankind does all kinds of things to try to get that joy, to get that peace, to get that uh, happiness that only God can provide, to get that true satisfaction that only God can bring. How many know that this morning? If you look at life and you look at all the things that we endeavor to do, it's only really truly happy when we get into God's will, when we serve God and live for God in our lives. And so uh, for thousands of years, Adam and the descendants scattered abroad, looking, searching, trying to figure out his way. And so we find, again, uh, lost, looking to get to God, years lost, looking to get to God. And so we find here in Genesis 9, this was after, after the, uh, um, excuse me, Genesis 11. It was after Noah's day. It was after Noah, the flood of Noah had taken place. The flood and God had wiped out everything. And naturally it was just Noah and his descendants left. God had decided to start it all over again. Because mankind began to imagine things and do things. And, and uh, interact and do all manners of evil in the world. And, and, and we see that God was angry with man. And destroyed all of the earth in Genesis 6. And so we fast forward again. But history repeated itself. Naturally, man began to, again, get into the same, same old mess. The same mess that was going on back then is the same mess that goes on today, believe it or not. Amen. The same filth, the same flesh that man is living in. Again, uh, trying to live for God and trying to get to God, uh, living their lives in. Again, it has not changed. And so, again, it happened in chapter 11 as well. Where man began to imagine all manners of things. Man began to conjure up all manners of things and how they would get to God or find that happiness that they were looking for. Again, and they went, uh, hear the story of, of, of Babel. The Bible says, but it did not work. They were looking at the carnal. They were looking at the carnal. Carnal meaning a natural, a worldly of, a view of it. They were trying to get to God in their own way. They would they say we're going to build this tower to get to to the heavens. Uh, we even I'll be, I'll be, sometimes we wonder in uh, is, what, is that what NASA's trying to do? Are they trying to fly to space to see if there's a, a God out there? To see what's really out there? If there's really a God? But you don't have to go to space to do that. We don't have to get on top of a building and build the biggest skyscraper to know that God is real. Can I get a witness this morning? You don't have to do that. You can come and begin to, by faith, believe in Almighty God and say, I know and I can feel his presence now that God is real this morning. I may say that with us. God is awesome. God is mighty. You don't have to fly way up into space and look up into the skies and know that he's real today. He's real this morning. And no doubt he loves you today. The Bible says here today in John 14, John 14, 6 and 7, he says, Jesus uh, he told them how mankind was doing all these matters of things to try to get to God. But Jesus told us, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, no man cometh unto the Father, what? But by me. He says, if you had known me, you would have should have known your Father, my Father. 
also from, from henceforth ye know him and have seen him because they saw Jesus. My friend today, Jesus letting us know in other ways to get to God, the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, you know, around this world, around the globe, as we talked about all the men and women from all mankind of walks of life, nations, kindreds, and creeds, it's still the same answer. Jesus is still the answer. I'm telling you, the health issues and problems and crime and all these different things all around the world, it's still Christ Jesus, the answer today. And as men and women would come and believe and trust in him, that's why we have to continue to get the gospel out, to tell men and women and point them to Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's go back to the corner real quickly. Let's go to Romans. I'll give you Romans 8, 5 through 9. Romans 8, 5 through 9 tells us this. The Bible says, again, into the kernel, the natural, the natural state of man. The Bible says, for uh, they, after the, the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. And so in the natural man, the natural man cannot retain uh, or even really uh, receive the things of God in his flesh. The natural man does not want to pray. I mean, know that. The natural man does not want to worship. The natural man does not want to see God, he says, but they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. And so in order to get to God, in order to get to God, we got to come out of the flesh and get into the spirit of Almighty God. Tap into the spirit and the Holy Ghost and his power today to get a hold of the inner man to connect with God. Back to what we said, it does not matter the color of the skin. Don't you know people couldn't serve God because of the color of their sin? There was a time in history, and even now, some are not allowed to worship because they're of the wrong color. I remember the Mormons used to believe that, especially. I don't know if they, they don't really practice as much anymore, but that was one of their doctrines, that uh, they were the chosen race. And oh, no, no, no. Why? Because of their skin color. But you look at this today, God is not looking at skin color. I'm thankful for that today. God is not looking at, again, uh, the, the color of skin or the shade of skin, but he's looking at the heart this morning. He's looking at your soul this morning. He came and gave his life. And so the Bible says in verse 6, go to it, he says, For to be carnally minded is death. To be earthly minded, to be worldly minded, to think like the world and act like the world, to, to, to try to figure out the things in the natural, it will bring forth death. We have to get into the spirit this morning. He said, because the, the carnal mind is, 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 the spiritual mind is life and peace. So to be spiritually minded brings life and peace. I mean, agree with that. If you try to do things in the natural, the body will, again, have problems. Again, you think about heart problems and heart issues and health issues. It's because we worry and we stress over things. How many know that? We try to take our matters up in our own hands. We try to win wars. We try to win battles in our own fists with our own battles and our own swords and shields. But you know we have to tap into the spiritual, amen? When we tap into the spiritual, he says it brings forth life. It brings forth life, abundant life, and peace to the soul. And so the spiritual man, and, and they want world peace, and we want, uh, again, uh, 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 harmony all around the world. But I'm telling you, it only comes when we get in touch with God and get back to God. Life and peace. And so he says because the carnal mind, the earthly mind, the natural mind, he says is enmity against God. It's total opposite of faith. It's total opposite of what God wants. A total opposite of trusting in God. He's saying about trusting in God. Trusting in God. And so in the natural, we'll try to figure it all out. How many know that? We'll try to do it with our own hands. We'll try to build it with our own hands. We'll try to plot it all out with our own hands, but we need God's guidance every day. 
God, when you wake up in the morning, God, guide me today. God, give me the wisdom that I need. God, show me the way. God, I need you to direct and lead my path, Lord, as we follow him, no doubt, and we trust in him today. We cannot do it in our own flesh. But it's going to say we must do it by the spirit of almighty God. He said it is eminent a lack of trust in God when we take matters into our own hand. The Bible says in verse 8, an important verse, it says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. In the flesh. In this old flesh. The flesh, the Bible talks about, you go back and read Galatians chapter 5 as well. He talked about the works of the flesh, which comes fornication, adultery, uh, 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 lying and cheating and stealing and murders and backbitings and drunkenness. All these different things are products of the flesh. And so naturally, again, in order to be born, when we're born again, the things of the flesh have to cease. Amen. And so we begin to, through the born again experience, we naturally begin to live in the spirit now. We begin to walk in the spirit and handle things through the spiritual lens and through the power of God, church of the day. The Bible says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But they are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. And so today, we want the spirit of God to dwell in you. Regardless of where you're from. Regardless of who you may be. On the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, the Bible says on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was a day in which uh, uh, was a celebration, uh, naturally, for uh, when uh, they received the Ten Commandments. But in the New Testament, we celebrate because of when the Holy Spirit fell down. When the Holy Ghost fell down upon the church, and, and there when the Holy Ghost fell down, the Bible says that they, they begin to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and the Bible says they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. It was an outpouring of the Spirit, and it's really a correlation to, to where we are at today in, in talking about Babylon, a Bible, of how that God was going to unite them once again. Through the Spirit, through the power of God, to be reunited back to the Lord. And one of the things that happened was when they uh, began to speak in other tongues, the Bible says that God began to heavenly, uh, through the speaking of other tongues, people from all nations were there. And they began to interpret and got the message from Almighty God. They began to hear about Jesus and the prophecy of Christ and how that he, uh, uh, through, the, through the speaking of other tongues there in Acts chapter 2, men and women were saved. The Bible says 3,000 were saved that day. Because of the Spirit of God. So let's go back to verse 9. He says, But they that in the flesh can, uh, but in the Spirit, we must walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh, if so that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So all around this world, perhaps even in this room, if you don't have Christ, we don't belong to God. And so Satan, he has come up with a plan. To get all of these different avenues to try to get to God. We have thousands and millions of religions. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of religions and belief systems. But the Bible says we must come through who? Jesus Christ. We must come through Christ. We must come through the one who created us. We must come through the one who loved us. We must come through him today. The one who, who gave his life for all mankind to be saved. The Bible says in John chapter 3, for me, a passage of scripture, this is what it says, uh, how the, the natural man, it's hard for a natural man to fathom this Savior, Jesus Christ. It's, natural for a natural, uh, it's unnatural for a man to be able to receive the things of the Spirit. Bible says he told Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. Amen. You must be born again. 
And so Nicodemus tried to figure it out in the carnal. He said, how can I be born again? How can I go into my mother's womb a second time? How can this happen? He was thinking in the natural, the carnal. Trying to figure out God. Trying to figure out what Jesus was talking about in the natural. Brother, sometimes you got to just walk in the spirit. No, the receiver, you got to walk in the spirit. The Bible says, I've told you earthly things. Number 12, he says, but ye believe not. How shall you believe uh, I, I tell you of heavenly things? He was saying, you, can't, you can barely even comprehend earthly things. Imagine the spiritual. He said, no man hath ascended up into heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the son of man which is in heaven. Number 14, he says, as Moses was lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. So he told him, he says, Jesus Christ, I must be lifted up. I must be lifted up. He says that we share with you thirst night. He says that when I am lifted up, he says, I'll draw all men unto me. I'll draw them all in. And so back to that parallel of the Tower of Bevel, they tried to get up to him. They were trying to erect a tower to get to God. But he says, no, that's not the way to get to God. It's not a building. It's not, a, again, a, some great uh, structure that they could do here on earth. But it's Jesus Christ today he said when I'm lifted up when I'm lifted up above the earth he said what he says men will be drawn to me he says and that whosoever believeth in me should not perish whosoever men women from all nations today I'm looking at people from Trinidad here today I'm looking at people from Guyana today I'm looking at people from Haiti today from the US and other places around the world today and we see here today he says whosoever will believe in me they can include you over in the Middle East somewhere wherever you may be today I'm telling you for whosoever will, when you look to Christ today, when you look to the King and the resurrected Savior today, Jesus Christ, He will draw you and save you today. The Bible says, Whosoever believeth in me shall not perish, but have eternal life. They were trying to do something. That old tower doesn't even stand anymore. They were trying to create a, a way, an avenue that would one day perish. Something that will fall apart. Builds your life on something solid this morning. Amen. The Bible goes on and says in verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave, down, he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. They should not perish. You don't have to die today. You don't have to be lost. Every man, woman, boy, or girl does not have to die lost without God. And the Bible says, he says, But shall have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, the world is already condemned. The world already knows, really. Judgment will come one day. Judgment will come. But he didn't come to do that at that time. When he comes again, he'll do it. He will judge the earth one day. But he came to why to save man. He came to deliver man. He came to set the captive free. He came to get men and women that were lost, which we all were at one time, lost without God. He came to redeem them back to him. They were trying to build a tower to get to God, but it did not work. But friend, we got to do it through Christ. It only works through the born-again experience. It only going to get to God when you totally surrender. It only happens when you say, God, here am I. I give up my life. The Bible says, and he said, I come not to condemn the world, but through, that the world through him might be saved. The 18, he went on to say, he that believeth on me is not condemned, but he that it, it, believe it not, it's condemned already. And so he says, if you reject me, you're condemned. 
If you say no to Christ, you condemn. If you say, uh, I say, I don't want Christ, I don't believe in all of them, you condemn. But today, to them that believe, how many thankful for there is no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus? The Bible says, therefore, them, we are new creatures in Christ, a new beginning in Christ, a new day today, a new outlook in life because of the condemnation has been done away with. Jesus came to set the men and women free to wash away our guilt and our shame. How many grateful for that this morning? To set and release us today. Day. He says, but if you've rejected him, you're condemned. Because he had not, he, he says, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. There are nations that reject Christ. Not even allowed. When we try to share this out to certain countries, there's a blockage. Certain Muslim countries say no. Try to share this video out to China. They used to be able to do it, but they blocked it now. You should be able to try to share these videos out to China and some of these other countries. They say, no, we don't want that gospel. In the Muslim countries, they, they, they mute it out and say, no, you cannot broadcast this in, your, in, in our nation. In certain countries and various places, they, they, uh, Facebook blocks say, we, can't, we are not allowed to put the gospel out there. And naturally, the enemy tries to put a block for people receiving the gospel, for people coming to know the truth. Coming to know and with what they're longing for, what the world is looking for. They're looking for peace and joy and happiness and salvation of the Lord. Marvel many times as we walk up and down picking uh, and liberty down here. A lot of Muslims down there. We give our flyers anyhow. Some reject it. Some take it away. And I wonder if some tuck it away and silently read. Silently, uh, my daughters have showed me a video one time. as a little girl. And she had to go to school. And she would have to go. Her dad was a heavy mother. She would go to school every day in a burka and all these different things. But when she got to her uh, 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 to the bathroom, she would change over, take off her stuff. Right? Was it a movie or a video? But see, it was a video. It was a movie. It was true, based on the true story, right? Uh, and so the, the little girl would, and at the end of the day, she had to put her stuff back on. But she was a believer in Christ. She was a believer in Jesus. She didn't want to tell her father that she was. And so, but you think about this, and you never know who uh, 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 the power of God can move in men and women. Tell them anyway. Tell them about Christ. Tell them about the Messiah. They Naturally, they have a form of God. And many have a, a, a glimpse of it. They even say, oh, well, he's the son of God. And we know that he was a descendant of Abraham. He was just a prophet, but he's more than a prophet this morning. Amen. He was more than just a prophet today. He is the savior of the world. He sits in the throne room of God as we speak right now. The only one that could pay the price for our sins today. The only one that loves you like no other can love you. The only one that raised from the grave, church. The only one that can heal. The only one that can deliver today. The only one that can make a way where there is no way. I may believe with us this morning. His name is Jesus today. So the Bible tells us number uh, 19 he says, excuse me, number 19. Yeah, 19. He says, and this is the condemnation that the light came into the world. Men love darkness rather than light. Men love darkness. The carnal side of man loves darkness. The natural Man, the fallen man, love darkness. In church today, we must shed the light. Let the light shine in you. Let the light of God be in you. To wherever where you go, they can see the light of God. They fight against you, shine anyway. And again, they talk bad about you, shine anyway. 
You may be having a rough go at it, but shine anyway. How can you smile in the midst of all this because I still have Christ? The, sink, the boat is sinking, preacher. That's all right. God's going to save us. God's going to make a way. The cup is empty, but God's going to provide and meet every need. Why? Because I serve a God, a God that loves us and cares for us and able to make a way. The Bible says the light shines, the light shines in darkness today. He says at least other deeds should be reproven. And so they reject it. It says we don't know Christ. Why? Because they enjoy sin. Enjoying sin. That's what carnal is. Carnal mind enjoys sin. I'll share with you this weekend and tomorrow we'll have the carnival. Carnival parade. But you think about that, the same word carnal. It's worldly. Let's think about it and how naturally. Uh, we, we, uh, I was thinking about this even before I go there. Uh, they have these floats, and naturally the women are half dressed and on and on and on. You know what I'm talking about. And the music is not of God. Come on. And the women and men dance not godly. Are we listening? They shaking and flopping and flipping. It's carnal. Keeps people in the flesh. Oh, she look good, preacher. <laughs> Woo! It's the fleshly mindset. Come on. I'm going to show it off. That's the world. That's what the world does. The carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind does things of the flesh. The carnal mind wants to do the things of God. And so, uh, we again, I was thinking about it, back to what I was saying, man. Uh, they have all these trailers. We, we've been down there before. Crowds, multitudes of crowds of people. And I go down there sometimes to pass out flyers. But I said, you know, at one time we was down there at the parade. And we saw this, we saw this church float. Amen. They had a float for the church. Y'all look at me, Eastern Park. I'm talking about Eastern Parkway. And they had this float came down. It was a church. And they wouldn't have the boom, the bop, the boom. They were praising God. They were praising God in the midst of darkness. They were praising God and they were, their church had a float. And I said, man, that is awesome. I said, perhaps one day, and this was years ago, it came back to me this morning. I said, perhaps one day we can have a float. Amen. Praising the living God, amen. Praising the God in the midst of Eastern Parkway, going down the block, praising God, saying, whosoever will will come, whosoever will from Barbados and all around the world, this country and that country, and men and women on that float praising and singing praises unto God, giving glory to God, bringing light into the darkness, bringing light into the things in which no doubt are going on in our world today. Why do men and women will know and see the light of the gospel? We need the light of the gospel, church, today, because, again, we living in a dark, a darkened world that needs God, that needs to get back to God. These men tried to get to God, but it was the wrong way. The only way is through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Verse 21, he went on and says, but they, they, he that doeth truth cometh to the light. And we pray to God that men and women will come to the truth, not any other way, but through him. He is still the answer. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. He's still the way. You know, at the end of the day, you talk to people, meet with people, and it all circles back around to needing God. I saw a man, I'll tell you about years ago, when we first got here, he was out at Wendy's over here at the drive-thru, begging for money. He gave him a couple of dollars. 
I gave him a church invite as well. Take some cards with you and invite as you interact with people. Gave him a card and I said, you know what? Hey, come to church, man. God can turn it around for you. He said, oh, you know, I know my mom's a preacher. Oh, no, 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 no. And just a couple of weeks ago, he was at the McDonald's drive-thru. Same guy begging for money. And I begin to say it's full circle. Man, back to that same story. We need Jesus. We need the Lord. Amen. In every battle, every trial, marriage on the rocks, it goes back to this. We need Jesus. A spouse, your wife, your husband, goes back around. All the problems, counseling, and all these different things, it goes back around. We need Jesus. Amen. I'm laying up, but the doctor says this, the doctor says this, but you know, at the end of the day, I still need Jesus to heal me, amen. Again, the crime rate is up. You know, at the end of the day, the uh, programs, community center, all these different things that we come up with in the, in the carnal fashion, it all boils around. We need Jesus, amen. And the church, no doubt, is still the key element to what the world needs today. And the men and women begin to see this today, all our problems will be solved. A lot of the issues in our world, it all circles back around to Jesus. They built the tower. Come on up. They built the tower of Babel trying to get to God. I like what that scripture say. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is our strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The church today, we got to run into the tower of God, that stronghold, that defense, that shelter, that place of refuge, that place in which the world, no doubt, is yearning for, that place of safety, that defense, that place of love, that place of redemption, that place, no doubt, in which Jesus provides. Our Heavenly Father has granted to us that place where we can run to, the one we can go to today. They try to build a tower but church today, he is our strong tower. And church, we pray as we gather together in this place today, from wherever you may be, from whatever you've gone through, again, we can come together and we come and touch and agree together and pray together. Amen. I'm telling you, and God can and will see you through. He can answer prayers. He can make a difference. He is the difference maker in our world. And we, as we come out of the natural we come out of this old fleshly thinking and tap into the spiritual man and tap into the spirit and say, God, you are the way. You are what I need. Things have not worked all around this globe for centuries and centuries of time. And it only works when we come to God, when you give it over to God, when you come to the risen Savior. Let's be by his and reverence to God today. We gathered together today. Many women were spread abroad all around the world. Spread abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Sheep having no shepherd. Sheep lost without him. He said, I beheld them and I was moved with compassion. He was moved because they fainted. They were weary. They were broken. They were sheep having no shepherd. Lost. Thank God for the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. The Bible says the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Say, God, let me be a laborer for the kingdom as well. Not just a light, but one, a reusable vessel 
to show men and women the way, to show my family the way, to show my husband the way, to show my wife, my daughters the way, to show my children, my grandchildren the way, to show my coworkers the way to the issues of our world. Men and women from all walks of life, let them see Christ. Let him be lifted up in your life. Let him be magnified. Glorify him. Get in contact with him. Come running to him. The mighty name of Jesus today. The one who saved you of this world. And as we bow our heads in reverence to God, call on him this morning. Run to that tower. Run to him. Make haste. Whoever you may be. Wherever you may be from, it does not matter. Jew, Gentile, come to him. Come to the Lord. He's going to love you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct your life. He'll help you in the time of trouble. He'll save you from your sin. He'll deliver you. He'll be your God. He shall be his people. Make him your king this morning. If you don't know him today, he gave his life for you. He was lifted up on that cross to bring you in, to bring us in. Shed his innocent blood, nailed to the cross, died and went to hell that we don't have to go. Spent three days in that old grave, interceded. Imagine then he got up on that third day with all power in his hand, all power in heaven and in earth, all around his glory. It's still him. Kings will bow. Past, present, and future have to bow to that name Jesus. Every knee and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Knees have to bow this morning. We pray today that you would bow to him. Bow to the risen Savior. Our Lord today, the good shepherd. You look on astray, come on. Lost sheep today, come to him. Lost sheep today, come to the Lord our God, the good shepherd. Strong tower. Come to the Lord our God. He's willing to help you all around this globe. It does not matter who you are. He knows your language. He knows your name. He knows your zip code. He knows what village you live in. He knows what house you live in. He knows what street you live on. Whether it's underneath a vidak, whether it's in the gutter somewhere, God still sees. He's willing to raise you up and make you whole. Let's look to the Lord our God today. Let's look to him today. In prayer, she began to sing. Let's gather to God. Gather and come to him, to the good shepherd, our God. God bless you. Yes, Jesus. The altar prayer is open this morning. To prayer, come, come, receive of God. Stop trying to do it in the natural. Stop trying to do it in the carnal. Stop trying to do it in our own strength. They try to get to God in their own strength. They try to do things in their own strength. But today, say God, I'm coming with you. That I want you to see. I'm going through you. Bye.
said to our feet, these young people are going back to school. And we said we're going to give them to God. Amen. We're going to give them to Jesus. Amen. Is there my grandma and mom in here? And we're going to pray for our youth and our country continually. All around this world, we know that Jesus is still the answer. And we want to say a special prayer for our children as well as we prepare for them to go back to school. Amen. And just really our community as well as a whole. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Lord, we pray for these youth, God, here this morning as well. God, we pray, God, that you can keep them, Lord, and keep your hands upon them. God, as they go forward, God, God, in this new school year, God, that you will touch their minds and their hearts and their souls. God, help them be with them, Lord. God, help them as they go forward, God, in their studies and God, in their lessons and all these different things. God, help them, God, again, to be the best that they possibly can be. Lord, we pray, God, in their behavior as well, God, and that they'll excel in their classes. They'll excel in all that they do. Protect them divinely, Lord, we pray. Protect them, God, by your Holy Spirit. And God, keep them safe, God, as they journey from day to day. And God, we just pray for a special year, God, for them and many others of the church. God, again, let them just give you glory, God, and that you'll be glorified through them. And God, we pray for their parents, God, and the day-to-day, God, back and forth, the day-to-days and travel and the things that they have to go through, God, to raise these children. Lord, we pray.